I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Episode 63 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm good. I got through this week, so I can get through anything. That's good. Are you... Yeah, finished. So you're... Oh, you finished now with midterms? Finished midterms. Okay. Yeah. I, I survived. I don't know how I did it. And then I had to get a procedure done on my foot on Tuesday. So I was having like 15 emotional breakdowns. So it was great. Oh, so, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I just had like, it's gross. I had like an ingrown nail and I've always had problems with like ingrown things and it sucks and it's painful. But it, the only thing that like super sucks is that cool got this foot fixed, but then the doctor was like, you have to come back next month for next foot. And then I have to get that meningitis shot again next month. So I'm doing both both painful things in one day so i mean i guess get it over with yeah but i know there's there's still a bump in my arm because i think we were talking about this the other night because you just got a flu shot the other day right how was it It fucking hurt man (laughs) like why did why did they always hurt well because you're getting thing injected into your arm i guess i don't remember shots hurting that much like i remember like getting shots as like as in high school, like I remember getting that HPV shot, and that shit didn't really hurt that bad. Yeah, the thing with the like, it doesn't like the shot itself. Like it stings a bit, but that's fine. But then afterwards, my arm just was killing me. I mean, it probably didn't help that immediately after I like went on my way to the grocery store. So then I was lugging home like a heavy bag of groceries. But Ooh. yeah, well. They tell you to, like, exercise your arm, like, pretend you're, like, punching the air or something. Okay. So, maybe the next time you get a shot, you should just, like, punch the air and, like, pretend it's Kaz or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I actually, I'm so proud. Like, it sounds dumb to be proud of myself for this. I'm so proud of myself for going and getting my flu shot because I just, I always forget until I have the flu. (laughs) But, luckily, um, because... I mean, I know we have some overseas listeners. The way it works in the U.S., like, you can just, like, rock up to the pharmacist and get a flu shot in most places. Like, so I didn't have to, like, make a doctor's appointment. Literally, I was walking past the drugstore, and I saw their big sign being like, hey, morons, get your fucking flu shot. And then I went, oh, I am a moron. I should go get my flu shot. And then I did. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, my work was giving them out for free. 
but I, and I didn't go to work. I went to, like, the actual doctor because not that, like, I, I didn't want to get done at work, but I, I don't want to associate work and shots. <laughs> but they did get they get they did give out free food yesterday because they're celebrating like so like my work's like been doing construction for like 17,000 years and like finally they're done and then they celebrated it on Thursday because like they had like a big pep rally do you remember pep rallies in like high school and all that I mean I remember they existed I never went to one yeah well I I had I had to go to one on Thursday and you know those those giant things that like Okay, I don't know how to explain them. So they're these, like, big, like, I kind of like balloon things. And then, like, you you put them together and they make, like, really loud noises. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. I can imagine a loud noise. <laughs> so I, so the meeting was, like, upstairs in, like, one of the ballrooms. Yes, I work with Cinderella. Um, so you you go you go up the stairs, and then all of a sudden you just hear like all these fucking people just like putting these things together. And I'm like, I'm gonna have an anxiety attack. I wanted to run down the stairs and just like leave work, but no, they were just like, we did it. We we finished construction. We are the best casino in all the land. And then that was it. Ugh, that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, but we got free like prime rib and salmon yesterday. Okay, well that yeah. makes it better. Yeah, it made it better. And then I left work and there were, like, fucking fireworks going off and shit. And I'm like, wow, this, this, is, this is a big deal, I guess. Good job, casino. I, I did it. I finished construction. <laughs> oh, well, how was your week? Anything fun happened other than shots? No, let's see. I've been watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. And mm. if you're into horror, I highly recommend it. I've actually been, like, trying to space it out and not, like, watch it all in a day. Because normally I'm bad about that. And then I sort of, like, don't enjoy the show as much as if I can spread it out. But it's really quite good. It's genuinely scary, but also good. Which does not always happen with horror. I mean, I guess it doesn't always happen with any genre. It's just that horror is so easy to make cheaply that there's a ton of shit out there but this is really good like the drama elements and there's this whole like fucked up family dynamic it's all really interesting and and well done and like really well cast both in terms of everybody's a good actor and also they actually look like they could be a family oh shit like, the sisters, like, really look alike. One of the, like, the eldest sister looks so much like the, the actress playing um, the mother in flashbacks. Like, it is crazy. And even, like, the little kid actors don't annoy me. And normally, a big deal yeah. for you. Oh, yeah, it's a very big deal. I don't, I don't normally have any patience for little kid actors, especially in horror where there's lots of screaming. But these kids are good. And there's this adorable little boy with these really big glasses. He's so cute. Hmm. I can't remember the last time I watched Netflix. I saw that the that Making a Murderer season two is on Netflix now because I remember watching like I remember like everyone watched season one when it came out and like I think it was like 2014, 2015, something like that. And then I, I haven't heard know. anybody has actually watched season two. Yeah, same. Like, but it. Both of them are still in prison, so I mean, I well, yeah, I'm sort of like, what, like, well, what is this season gonna be? 
Well, because I remember the kid was supposed to get released out of prison. And then, like, last minute, they're like, nope, never mind, just kidding. But I don't think I want to see that. Because even if, like, they they did do it, like, that's just, ugh, it's just sad. But I don't know. I I think I'm in the boat of, like, I think that he did it. Because there was a lot of information that they didn't reveal in the show. Like, how, like, I guess Steven had requested um, the girl to be the photographer. And there's other stuff, too. He was, like, really... He just... Ugh, he just looks really creepy. I hate, like, saying that, but he does. Like... Well, you can... I mean, you can be really creepy and and still not be, like, guilty. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. Did you ever watch that series? Yeah, I don't really remember much of it. That Honestly, I get very uncomfortable with that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. In terms of, I mean, on sort of from both sides, in terms of, like, being somebody who gets really, really upset about, like, people who are in prison for unjust reasons and stuff like that, but also, like, true crime stuff when it is about guilty people, then I'm like, oh, it's just, like, should we be watching this? Like, even when I was watching the, um, um, a fictional, the, the fictionalized OJ one. Not the documentary one. The oh, one with, like, really? Travolta and, and Schwimmer and stuff. Because when I was watching it, I'm like, man, like, her kids and stuff are still alive. You know, they're, like, and they're, like, people. And it's, like, having this as entertainment. I, like, I sort of got a couple episodes in and then I just got really uncomfortable about the whole thing. Mm. Like, I need my true crime stuff to be about shit from, like, the 1800s. Not anything that you lived through. Well, not anything where immediate family of the victims are still alive. Yeah, and I almost feel like they they made an excuse to put the like the Kardashians in it, like the Kardashian kids, like how they like cast oh, all yeah, the kids it was, and they it had was, a couple it was scenes insanely like uh, just obviously shoehorned in. Yeah. But, damn, that Sarah Paulson, she's a really good actress. Yeah, she's a really good actress who I don't like. Oh, you don't like her? No, I can't stand her. It's one of those weird things. I have a couple actors like that. Like, I mean, there's a lot of actors I don't like who I th- because I think they're shit. But there are a couple of, of actors who I'm like, you're really good and I just can't stand you. And it, honestly, it could go back to the first thing I ever saw her in the least the first thing I remember seeing her in is Deadwood where she is I mean she's really good in it but I hate the character so much that mm. I think that st- and it's the type of character she she often plays that super uptight like bitchy thing and, yeah. and I just, I don't know, I think that is always, like, every time I see her now, like, that's just who I think she is. Can't stand her. Yeah, like, I've watched not all the seasons of American Horror Story, but I liked her on, I think I stopped watching. I didn't watch the clown one. And then the last one I watched was the one, the first one that Lady Gaga was in. Because I think Lady Gaga is in a different one. But the, the one, the, the murder, ha- no, there was the, the hotel. The hotel one was really good. I liked the hotel one. 
But I agree with the actresses thing. Like, I... There's just some reason that Jennifer Lawrence just rubs me the wrong way sometimes. I don't know why. Like, in interviews, like, I think she's okay. I think she, like... I, I think it's one of those things where I, I, I think it just... She's overrated, kind of. And, like... I almost feel like she, like, kind of tries too hard, you know? She tries too hard to be like that, like, I'm cool mm-hmm. Hollywood girl, you know? And, you know, maybe it's me that I'm jealous, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's, like, actresses like that where it's, like, they're very talented, but there's just something about them. I'm just like, nope, I can't. But, anyways, Star Wars. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot. In Star Wars to talk about, let's see, um, George Lucas was on the set of The Mandalorian. That was cute. Favreau posted some pictures of that. Because apparently it was on Favreau's birthday. What a good birthday present. Now I want George Lucas to come to my birthday party. I love it, mostly because it shows how stupid those like oh George Lucas hates what Disney has done to start like George Lucas first of all doesn't give a shit at all but obviously is is fine with it enough to you know come and hang out and you know give people advice and talk to them about this show that he you know supposedly hates because it like this idea that it like they've overridden his EU canon. Anytime when people are talking about EU being his canon, it makes me laugh a lot. I just think it's funny that there's that wine in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> the like, the well, like the fucking product placement. Yeah. <laughs> But that made me that that actually did make me think that I really, really want to try that wine because I think I was talking about it last episode, where I was like, I'm going to I'm going to Disney World in in January. Also, I'm going to go to Harry Potter Land. Oh, cool! I'm jealous of that. Yeah, like uh, I was talking to my mom, and she's like, because my mom's getting really into it. She's like having shirts made and everything. Like my dad's gonna be rocking the park wearing one of those. Like I'm just here to pay for everything shirts. Oh God, <laughs> we're gonna be one of those families, which I'm kind of excited about because it's just one of those things where it's like I'm gonna be done with college. I'm gonna be just chilling at Disney World. It just I I found out I got the time off from work, which is really hard to get because my work is not really structured getting time off. So that's like kind of stressful because um, I have to make sure I'm not employed there after celebration. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's one of those where it's like okay, but it's it's fine. But but yeah, so we're gonna do that. But I I haven't been to Universal Studios in years. But you like Universal Studios and like Orlando, like there's like two different parks. And I asked my mom, I'm like, what park are we going to? And she's like both. And she's like, now you're just sounding stupid. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited though. I haven't been to Harry Potter Land, and I I'm I'm neutral with Harry Potter. Like I I'm not sorted in the houses or anything. But you know, like you know, how people are like, oh, what house are you in? Like I don't know. I'm in. Like, can I be in all the houses? Like is that possible? Where it's like I can just like wake up one morning and be like, I want to stay at this house. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean it yeah. might it might be a little bit weird to divide kids up by personality traits, 
and yeah, stick them like, in the house with a bunch of other people who have that same personality trait and maybe it wouldn't work out very well. Yeah. So um, I, I take that your opinion on Harry Potter is that. <laughs> no, but look, I like this. I, I like this. I like the I like the books a lot. I well, yeah. I did. Um, and then you grew up. Well, no, it's not that. There's you know, <laughs> no. there's plenty of like stuff in there because I wasn't like I was older than the Harry Potter generation. And still enjoy yeah. them. And I think you can enjoy those books fine as an adult. Uh, J.K. Rowling has killed a lot of my enjoyment of those books by being... She's killed a lot of things. <laughs> ...being really shitty. Uh, I mean, the the Johnny Depp thing is, in, in my mind, like, unforgivable. But also just um, cultural appropriation stuff that got pretty gross um in terms of like when the when i forget was it i forget if it was fantastic beasts or like the or when stuff on the website but some of the like the native american stuff was pretty gross and she just sort of like got really defensive when confronted about that and the whole wanting credit for being progressive for saying that Dumbledore is gay when it's not in the books at all. Ooh, yeah. Like you don't, you don't, you don't get credit for that. It's like the the what's his face that tried to say that like Lando was like pansexual, but like it wasn't anywhere in the yeah. movie other than yeah. like them hinting about droid sex. Yeah, with a female droid, that's a great. That's that's awesome in terms yeah. of your progressive sexuality. But yeah, so. I've kind yeah, of I've want- kind of gone off Harry Potter just because of that. And because okay, I hear the stage production of the play is really cool and there's like all sorts of amazing like set pieces and stuff. The script is dog shit. Like like I've read like fan fiction that puts that to shame. Like this like even as fan fiction it's not good. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I've never... I don't think I know anyone that's, like, seeing it. I know Ralph from Cake Boss is there right now. Oh, yeah. He's tweeting about it. Yeah. He has cool hair. <laughs> like, pink, purplish. Hi, Ralph from Cake Boss. <laughs> he's a nice guy. Yeah, sounds like it. I heard him on the Sith list. He was cool. Yeah, I, I met him at um Steel's show that he did out here. Hmm. I also heard you on the Sith list. Oh yeah, some I heard myself on the sick list because some of that I completely <laughs> forgotten. I was like a proud parent listening to that. Like I don't know, just like it, it just hearing everyone. I was just like I I love everyone. <laughs> like it was just it was so cute. Just everyone having a good fucking time. Like you just you're everyone was just so drunk and you, you really liked that Irish waitress. Yeah, she was fucking hot. Shit, man. Why didn't you get her number? Because she was just some, like, lady that I liked the accent of. <laughs> but you said she was pretty, too. Yeah. Maybe you guys share a lot in common. Does she like Star Wars? No. Does she Does she like Twin Peaks? We didn't talk that much. <laughs> she was working. Maybe she, maybe she likes Mendo. You could oh go back God. and talk. <laughs> I don't know. 
but yeah, you really liked her. I was like, I was shipping you two listening, <laughs> listening to that. I was like, damn, I'm like, I was like waiting for Emily, and I'm like, Emily needs to make that move right now. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, everyone listen to Emily on the Sith list and the blog and Raj's blog pods that are so precious. So precious. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of not sober podcasting happening. Oh, and, um, not like self promo. It's Rusty self promo. Uh, so Rusty wrote uh, a little script for the Sith list, actually, and I think you guys should all check it out. It's really fucking funny. That's on. That's on it's, this week's episode, right? Yeah, this week's okay. episode. Yeah, you should check it. It's so fucking funny. He's in this like little phase right now where he's writing scripts for things. Like I was in class uh, a couple weeks back, and like he like wrote like a little script about like me and Carlos and his dog. And it was really it, it was it was funny. Like it doesn't sound like it would be funny, but it was really funny. Oh, that's cool. But I highly I highly recommend you guys check it out because Rusty Rusty Brown is not really on Twitter much anymore, and you probably don't know who Rusty Brown is. I listened to episode thirteen, the Candle by Dispatch. He's my brother. We did a podcast together. It was sick. Listen to it. Good times. But yeah. Oh, um, today's also Carrie Fisher's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, been seeing lots of tweets and pictures and stuff, and it's nice, but it also always makes mm. me sad. It's sad that she's not here anymore, like, especially because it's like the, they're filming the last movie, and it just feels like that she should be there, you know? Like, it just, it feels weird, you know? Yeah. Because, like, usually, you know, more people would be, like, talking about it, like, or she'd be tweeting stuff, or I miss her tweets, like, that's just one of those things. Her tweets were so funny, like how she used like emojis for everything. Oh yeah, she was a gift. But she it's was. it's while it's sad to see all the tweets and stuff, it's also really I don't know encouraging or or just sort of I don't know nice for lack of a better word to see how many people still love her and think about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope Billy's doing okay. Yeah. But, um, well, anyways, I think, don't we have some Galaxy's Edge news? Yeah, um, let me, let me pull up the article, because I saw this on sci-fi.com's blog. There's this cool aerial shot of the falcon at disneyland and it looks like really fucking big okay okay i see the picture it's the near map one right yeah all right why don't i see the falcon wish there was a thing where i could like zoom in the picture oh duh, i could just like zoom in the we're zoomed in. 175%. All right. It's like the it's falcon. just like it's like the skeletal structure of it at the top of the oh, picture. Is it? Okay. And then you can see and you can see the oh. um the front of it too. Oh, okay, yeah, I know I see it. Yeah, that's pretty big. Life size. Life size, my friend. Yeah, so it's just sort of Life the size. the framework and it apparently that's going to be like the uh ride version or whatever it is. Slash, yeah. Yeah. 
like I remember when I went to that Star Wars thing at Disneyland, they did like a drone. They went took the drone like around like the construction, but they did everything but the Falcon. But then they showed us pictures of the Falcon like later on, like so. But um, now yeah, here's I mean, the thing: cool. is mm-hmm. did we did we know they were going to be doing? Because it's possible I just forgot about this that they're doing a Star Destroyer as well. Where's the Star Destroyer? Well, there's not a picture of that, but it says Disney reported Disney's reportedly planning something even bigger, though. An Imperial Star Destroyer built on a scale we've never done before, according to the Disney Parks blog. While the Falcon attraction will put guests in the cockpit to pilot the ship on a critical mission, the Star Destroyer will put them smack in the middle of the hangar bay while a battle between the First Order and the Resistance swirls around them. Okay, I knew there was going to be the First Order ride, but I didn't know that it would be in a Star Destroyer. Or, I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. Because I haven't heard anyone talk about a Star Destroyer. Maybe it was just always assumed. But I feel like if it was assumed, they still talk about it. You know, like the Falcon. Like, everyone knows the Falcon's going to be in the park because everyone talks about the Falcon. But this is the first time I've heard about a Star Destroyer. And those at-at-walkers, too. Like, people keep saying that they're, like, at-at walkers, and I don't see any in, like, the construction or anything. I don't know. But. Who knows? I'm excited, though. Shit. Looks cool. The Falcon looks good. I like how we could see, like, the the front of the Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to... <clears throat> Get pick, pick. I like what I like about this is it'll be cool like when it's all done to do like time lapse like comparisons of seeing these shots at like different stages. I know, but the only thing that worries me that okay, it's October right now. This in Disneyland, it's supposed to be open in the summer, so it could be May, June, or July. You think they're gonna finish it in time? I have no idea. Because, look, there's still dirt. Like, I'm no Imagineer or anything, but when I see dirt, that means it's going to be done in, like, a year or so. But, yeah, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I mean, there's also but there's, dirt. Yeah, but there's a lot of structure there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. That's, like... Th- okay, like, the size of this is, like, Fantasyland, Frontierland... And Adventureland, like, put together. Like, this is pretty big. Like, this is adding, like, another, probably, like, another half to the park. Because of how big it is. Well, not mm-hmm. counting, like, Main Street. You, you know, you walk into the park and everything. Like, this is pretty big. Like, and I think that, like, seeing this picture is, like, making me realize. And then at fucking Disney World, it's going to be probably bigger. Because, like, they have so much more space. Like, they keep saying that it's going to be the exact same thing. No, it's not. Disney World has more space. Like, they had to tear down, like, office buildings and everything. Unfortunately, they did not tear down Toontown, which they should have, but... What is your fucking problem with Toontown? I just hate it. It just... It it just... It gives me a headache just being there. Like, it just... Everything's all... Like, then don't go to Toontown. Nothing. Then don't go to Toontown. Oh, well, I won't go to Toontown. Toontown. Doesn't, Toontown doesn't want you. You're banned okay, from Toontown. Emily? Emily, you're banned from Toontown. The only ride that you can ride at Disneyland is Autotopia. I don't think you have that power. 
I have a lot of power. I have immeasurable power. Damn, I wish we were going to the Mendo movie now. That'd be a good segue. Yeah, but are we? We're not. No, we're not. We, we're going to talk about other things, and then we're going to go into Mendo. But we do have the Castle right, Toy I, Run. Yeah, I want to talk about this. This is something that was started last year. It's really fucking cool, and now it's picking up again. Um... Okay, so yes, this is a basically it's toy drive. It's a big ass toy drive to um, to get toys and and books and stars related stuff for kids who are in the hospital and can't be home for Christmas. Um, this is something that okay, I don't know Brent. What do you know how to pronounce Brandon's last name? Manriquez. Manriquez. All right. There we go. Um, in Long Beach, California, it's going to... Oh, it's going to three different places, right? There's the the hospital they did the last year, um, the local Ronald McDonald house, and I, and I forget the third. And I'm not seeing it on this particular okay. article that I'm looking at. The... Emergency Department at Memorial Care Miller Children's and Women's Hospital of Long Beach, Ronald McDonald House of Long Beach, and the Children's Hospital of Orange County. There we go. Um, and they they got like just tons of stuff last year, and it was cool because they they joined with um some of the uh, Saber Guild people to like go in costume and hand out stuff. Um, you can find them on. Twitter, uh, the Castle Toy Run. You can find them on Facebook. Just look up Castle Toy Run. Uh, Instagram, you can do the same. Uh, if you go to makingstarwars.net, there's there's a couple articles leading to it, so you can get to it that way. Um, and, there, and there's a couple ways you can donate. Either go on Amazon and look for their gift registry which you can do if you go onto amazon and go under your account there's a little thing that is find list or registry and just search the castle toy run at gmail.com and their wish list will pop up and you can buy stuff like that and it'll be sent directly to brandon the other way to do it is if you have new star wars items that you want to ship to him yourself you can do that Brandon Menriquez, P.O. Box 7232, Long Beach, California, 90807. But again, if you go to their their Twitter or look them up on Facebook, all that info is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Also, if you follow them on Twitter, he's he's putting up pictures of all the stuff that gets sent. And it's it's really cool and encouraging to see how many people are behind this. And it's just it's just sort of like I, I bought a couple of things last year. I mean, I don't have any little kids who I know who are into Star Wars. And I like shopping for Star Wars things. And it's cool yeah, to, it's like, just, you know, buy Star Wars things that, you know, are going to, to people who deserve a little bit of happiness around Christmas time. Yeah, I've met Brandon a couple times. And he's an amazing dude. And I'm really excited to participate this in this again. I want to see how many porries I can buy for the children. <laughs> if you see a bunch of porgs you're welcome 
No, I'm excited to go through the list and just see things and just be like, all right, bye, bye, bye. Like, you remember when you were a kid and then you would get, like, the, or when I was a kid, like, I would get, like, the Toys R Us um, little magazine things. And then I, for Christmas, like, I'd circle, like, what I wanted. And then, like, my sister would circle with, like, what she wanted. And, of course, like, we'd just fucking circle everything. So our parents (laughs) would just be really confused. But that's what that reminds me of is just, like, being like, all right, this is good. Like, this is good. Like, you know, it's really fun. And it's a good thing to do, and I definitely recommend you all doing it. If you have any questions, uh, message the Kessel Toy Run on Twitter. And, yeah, can't wait to participate. Yeah, and also, um, if you listen to the Blue Harvest podcast, which you should be doing anyway because they're awesome, uh, Hawes last year did a special holiday episode that he put up on um band camp i believe to to help raise some more money for this uh he's going to be doing that again this year uh Brittany and i will be participating we're very excited about it and it's just like mm-hmm. you know it's just him like doing a bunch of segments with a bunch of different awesome podcasts so we're we're happy to be a part of that this year yeah man my favorite part last year was eric strollers did the music Ugh, eric's music is so good eric is just so good I love Eric Strothers. Eric's going to kill me the next time he sees me. Eric is far too nice for that. He'll kill me with with kindness. (laughs) (sighs) But, um, well, anyways, we, Emily and I, watched uh, episode four of uh, Star Wars Resistance. So here's our review. And will you go first? You know, this is because I, when originally when we were talking about it, because we watched all the first three episodes, or I guess four episodes since the first one is like a two-parter. I had said that this is an episode where I really got annoyed with Kaz. Well, this is the episode where I really got annoyed with Kaz. Because yeah. I feel like, this is the one where I go, wait, how old is this guy supposed to be? Because he's acting like a little fucking brat. Basically, you know, like, Jaeger needs him to be doing his mechanic job. And he's like, I'm supposed to be a spy. First of all, this is part of being a spy, is doing your cover job. Also, you don't know how to be a spy, so shut the fuck up. And then he wants to just watch the races and he's all upset because he's supposed to be like, you know, working and doing, again, his job. But he's like throwing a little bitch fit because he wants to just watch the races instead. And then he meets some more annoying little brats. And they steal some shit from Jaeger. And... The other dude's ship almost explodes. That dude who is voiced by Elijah Wood. Yeah, I want to play And him yeah, he's really annoying. And Kaz, you know, at the like because they basically them they they know that Jaeger has this special like Piper fuel stuff that they want, and so they trick Kaz into thinking that they're friends. 
and basically get them to like him to help him break into his office and then they steal the shit and um kaz realizes what happens and apparently the stuff's really unstable and if not used correctly it will make your ship explode and then he saves this other dude at the last minute but this other kid is even more annoying than Kaz. And even after his ship explodes and his life gets saved, still thinks it's somehow Kaz's fault. So. Yeah, when I, when, I, when I talk about going into Star Wars and wanting to punch people, this blonde kid is the perfect contender for that. Especially when our, our, our lovely complaining boy Kaz saves him from possible death and he's still mad yeah that deserves a good punch in the face to me yeah the only part of this i really liked either um when they're when they're in his office this is where kaz sees this like family picture of jaegers right Mm -hmm. and it's like him with presumably like his wife and daughter and so I'm hoping that's setting us up for some nice backstory from him. Yeah, I hope so. I want to know more about Jaeger, the, the possible spy. What if the little dinosaur dude is the spy? You think like, everybody is a spy? <laughs> I think it'd be more heartbreaking if the little dinosaur guy was a spy, because he's my favorite. But nah, I, I don't think he can be a spy because he's my favorite. Like, I'm not that gullible. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, this episode seems a lot more little kitty than like. I'm obviously they're all you know get for young kids. This one has more of that, which is probably why it irritates me more. The other thing it has is a lot of like slapsticky stuff, which isn't my uh. thing. And it definitely, I know like they were taking cues from anime in terms of some of the animation and stuff. And those scenes felt really... They feel like anime slapstick. It's its like the when he's working on this engine and it falls over the side twice. I don't know. I just... I don't have any patience for it. I don't, I don't like it in adult things either. So I was just yeah. sort of... It, like, it just... I find it tiring. Yeah, this reminded me of, like, the first couple episodes of, of Star Wars Rebels. Like, there's this, like, episode where, like, Hera gets mad at Ezra and uh, Zeb. And she's like, go, go get me some fruit. So they go get, like, fruit. And it's just a whole episode of them, like, arguing about finding the fruit. And then they end up, like, stealing, like, a TIE fighter accidentally. And then it was just, like, one of those episodes where it just it's, like, shit just keeps happening. And it's, like, kitty. It's, like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm eight years old. But yeah, and again, like this, this episode makes Kaz seem so much younger than they like the pilot did. That I'm just sort of baffled. Yeah, I I I hope it gets better. I mean, like it should. I think there's an episode on tonight. I think I think we've made it past the the hurdle. I thought this is the one that's on tonight. Fucking, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, but, if anybody's listening, like, we, we record on Sundays and release the next Friday, so. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're never going to get past resistance. Like, it's just going to be episode four forever. Like, we're never going to know how this ends. We're never going to know who the spy is, Emily. Wow, that's tragic. Because I'm super invested. I'm so invested. Especially in the little dinosaur guy. You need to get merch. You don't even, okay, you don't even know little dinosaur guy's name. That's how invested you are. With your favorite character, whose name you don't know. Okay, okay. I'm looking this up right now. Okay, if I can type Star Wars. I want to know what your search terms are. (laughs) Star Wars resistance dinosaur dude. (laughs) All right. Nope, that's not who I'm looking for. I need to know that species. Yeah, because they're not called little dinosaur guys, you mean? All right, so I'm going to go on the uh, Wikipedia page right now, of or the, the Wikipedia page of Star Wars Resistance. is an ongoing animated television series. Okay, just show me what I'm looking for. All right. Season, okay, by cast. All right, show me the cast. Okay, no, it's not letting me see the cast. I guess I'll never know. I guess I'll never know. So he'll be forever just a little dinosaur dude. And I'm okay with that. I feel like his name is not a little dinosaur dude. You know, we're allowed to have nicknames for Star Wars characters. Gravel. Like. Gravel? G-R-E-V-E-L. Gravel. That's his, that's the dude, right? <sighs> Spell it again. G-R-A-V-E-L. G-R-E-V-E-L. No, that's just... Why am I getting a falcon? Oh, because it auto-corrected it to... Yeah, there he is. There's my boy! There's my boy. Oh, there's this cute image of him trying to eat the little metal thing. He's just so cute. I love him. Like, he has this, like, menacing voice, but I know that he's just this, like, little cuddle monster thing. Ah, I hope he's not the spy. (laughs) I'll be really sad. Oh, but... Alright, Emily, should we, uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, my review of the episode is the same as Emily's. I mean, okay. The blonde kid was annoying. Um, I would like to find more info about uh, Jaeger. Um, I want Cass to actually learn how to be a fucking mechanic. And yeah, I hope he, he learns his lessons and stops complaining. But this is a kid's show, so I don't think that's ever going to happen. But if it does, cool. I mean, like, overall, like I think the show's okay. Like, I, I hear a lot of kids like it. And sick. I'm glad. I think Rusty's watching, and I think he likes it, too. That's good. Yeah. So, um, shall we uh, move on to our uh, our star of the show? Yeah. So, enemies, beware. I'm going to be the main event. Like no king was before, I'm brushing up, I'm looking down, I'm working on my raw. No one's saying do this. 
No one's saying be there. No one's saying stop that. No one's saying see here. Free to run around all day. Free to do it my way. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> I just can't wait to be king. Okay, uh, it's monthly Mendo movie time. And our monthly Mendo movie pick this time around is the 2001 Australian movie Mullet. Um, let me pull up the little Wikipedia page. Um, like I said, 2001, written and directed by David Caesar, who actually did another movie with Mendo that we'll get to eventually called Idiot Box. Um... Yeah, it's just a nice little 90-minute, mostly comedy, a little bit of drama. Um, oh, first of all, I got to say big thank you to uh, our buddy Turbo, who sent this to us, because this never yeah. got a U.S. release. And even in Australia, it's like out of print. So big thanks to Turbo for sending this to us so that we could actually watch it and I didn't have to spend fifty dollars on ebay yeah thank you that that was really nice i remember getting that uh that dm and seeing that that was really nice so then uh turbo asked if i was gonna watch it at work and i did this was a casino movie treat yeah and there's no like awkward sex scenes or anything in this one so yeah, I was expecting it for some reason. With the movie named Mullet, I was expecting at least, like, five or six sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, so, I, yeah. Really, okay, really brief rundown. This is a movie about... Um, he, he, ben Mendelsohn, his character's name is Eddie Maloney. His nickname is Mullet. Off the fish, not the hairstyle. Um, he is coming back back to his sort of his small country town in New South Wales. We learn that he just took off without any explanation three years ago. We don't we don't really know much about why he comes back. Uh we learned that he he had like a job in advertising and did some drugs and got fired. But what why exactly like what exactly is after is a little more nebulous um when he left he had a girlfriend he left behind again no explanation her name is tully and tully is now married to eddie's brother pete who is a police officer um you also have eddie like Sort of flirting with this girl Kay, who who works at the local pub, and yeah. like he sort of he sort of wants Tully back. Um, he's pretty pissed that his brother married his ex girlfriend, which I guess you get to be a little bit annoyed about that. But if you also took off on your girlfriend with no explanation and disappeared for three years, there's only so much that you're allowed to be, like, the victim. That's just weird, though. Like, dating 
like, okay, like, like, okay. Let's say you were dating Mendo. And, uh-huh. you know, it was, it was it was going okay, you know, like, you know, Mendo, Mendo got bad, and then he just, he just left, just left unannounced, and then Mendo had a brother who looks nothing, just absolutely fucking nothing like him, and then, would, would you get together with Mendo's brother? See, that seems like just, that, ugh, I'm just weirded out by the entire idea of it. I would never do that. Like, that's just, ugh, I don't. It's weird, you know? And then, like, she had to know that he was going to come back one day. Like, how do you explain that? Like, how do you even, like... And she was, like, already married to him, too. Like, I forget how long they were married for. But... I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like it's been about, like, a year, a year and a half that they've been married. But, yeah, it's sort of this... There's some similarities to the land of study habits in the idea that he's really unhappy and he doesn't know why, and so his fix is to just leave. He does have like a even, lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, even even when when Eddie is questioned on why he took off, he doesn't seem to really know. But like his main question here is t- trying to figure out it's, it sounds really corny it's not it's actually handled quite nicely in the movie but it's like he's trying to figure out what love actually is cuz he has no fucking idea and there's an explanation that that Tully gives which is like it's it's wanting to do nice things for people you like Yeah. Which I thought was a, was a cool little encapsulation. Because not only not only does Eddie seem to think this, but the brother that she married seems to think this too, which is that there's this assumption that, well, Tully is still hung up on Eddie and married Pete because Pete was the nice guy who was left. And so he was some sort of, like, consolation prize or something. And, yeah. Because, like, when we see, because we see, like, their relationship, and they just seem to sort of be going through the motions. Um, he mm-hmm. wants he wants to have kids. She suggests that, that they get a puppy, which is a bad sign. That's not, it's not a great sign for your relationship. And, you know, (laughs) like, he's sort of the, the, like, good but pathetic brother and, and, like, Mendo is the cool but dick brother. Um... And it is, like, it's this very much this very small town thing where everybody knows each other. They all, like, grew up together. His friends still live there, you know. The the girl who works in the pub, Kay, like, that's her family pub. And there's this whole thing where, you know, he he thinks that she should have gotten out as well. And then, you know, it's like, 
they're all part of this um, rugby team that his dad coaches and everybody, like all the local people play on that um, Eddie was apparently sort of like the star of. And there's all these sorts of like one of the rumors of why Eddie left is because he went to go like go pro basically. And it's just sort of like that kind of thing. Um, at one point, Kay, the girl in the pub, invites him to sleep over. And here's where I thought we were going to get a bad sex scene. But they sort of turn it, which is that he just decides to sleep over. Like, <laughs> literally, they just sleep next to each other. Which she gets really, like, <laughs> shitty about and salted by the next morning. Which, yeah, I can sort of see your point. And then in, in his defense is oh well it was it would have it would have changed things like it would have affected and he wants to be you know sort of friends with this girl did he say that it wouldn't mean anything either well i think i think she, no she says it wouldn't have meant anything uh, and yeah. he and he says it always means something like even if it's not like romance it always means something it always changes things mm-hmm and then we sort of, it all sort of comes to a head at this barbecue that Pete, the brother, is having. Like, the, the, Tully is, like, has his total fucking meltdown. Because at some, at one point, uh, Eddie goes over there and, like, basically is like, I know you're totally just with my brother because uh, he couldn't be with me. And then... Like, the brother comes home, and it, it, like, the brother seems to think this as well. That she really is still in love with Eddie. And there's this, there's this hilarious scene where, like, after they both leave, like, she's just alone in the kitchen the next morning eating a bowl of sugar. <laughs> like, literally just eating, eating an entire bowl of sugar. And then, so then the barbecue, um, um, Eddie and Pete start to have it out. And then she, who's locked herself in the bathroom, finally runs out with um, Pete's gun. <laughs> and and is basically like, fuck both of you guys. I'm with Pete because I want to be with Pete. If I wanted to have taken off, I would have taken off. I don't need your permission to do that. And... She announces that she's pregnant, <laughs> and then, ends. and yeah, basically, yeah, and then we just Eddie like just sort of drives off with Kay, and like drops her home, and then it's just sort of like maybe there's going to be something starting there. <laughs> what an odd movie! It's just sort of it's just sort of a nice indie like comedy drama. Like it's pretty funny. His parents are, are like, most of me not, his mom is not talking to his dad and will just relay messages like, like you would when you're a little kid fighting with somebody, which is tell the person who's sitting right next to me who I'm not talking to this thing, even though they're totally going to hear me say that. It's so immature. And you have the sort of, you know, the dad is just, you know, 
gruff, like country Aussie dude. But it's really funny seeing like country dudes, but like the Australian version. Yeah. Like it, it's interesting. Like I know that we have like a lot of Australian listeners though. So it's it's just it's really interesting. Like I don't know. But Oh yeah, and the whole the whole was... mullet the mullet thing comes from this it's it's this fish that he he actually is well, I guess fishing without a license for that he sells to the fish shop where his sister works. Oh, and his sister's married to like one of his like old friends from school. But mullet is this fish that like nobody really wants to eat. And so that's like the running thread of this movie is he, he is fishing for these things that everybody's always talking about what trash fish they are. But at the same time, they're also always using his nickname, which is mullet. So that's that's kind of the, the tie in there. Yeah, I, I like that tie in like the whole but I mean, there was like this scene where it's like it's at night and you just see these like fish just like going. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this, there's this interstitial suddenly in the middle of the movie, like it's just this, like, in water, like scene of the fish swimming around. I'm like, okay. I know that's when I was like, is this about to get weird? Like, am I about to see some? Like, I don't know. Like, out of all Mendo movies, like I expected sex to be at least like 17 times in this one with the with the movie named Mullet. I don't know. Why does the name Mullet make you think they're gonna be sex in it? I don't know. Maybe people. Like just the, with, okay. I, I don't. I don't know. I just. You know. I think of. You know. Especially because of how hard this movie was to get. Could have gone a lot of ways with that. But how hard <laughs> this movie was to get. And I. I don't know. Like maybe it was bad. Like maybe like it was dirty. Like it, I don't know. Like. So it's like the total opposite of like what this movie, what I thought this movie was going to be about. Like I was almost confused while watching this because I was like, well, wait, what? But it made me feel bad for Mendo. Like this was one of the first movies like watching where it's like I sincerely like felt bad. Like just everyone hated him. And I'm just like, shit. This yeah. Sucks. And I do feel bad for him. But also he's a dick. Like yeah. and he did just take off for three years with no explanation. And then yeah, comes back everyone... and... And comes back and purposefully antagonizes the people around him, including his friends. Like, mostly his friends, actually. Yeah, but everyone was still, like, you know, his parents were, like, happy to see him. Like, if my if if my child just decided to be, like, hey, I'm going to dip for, like, three years, like, I'd be, you know, I'd be happy to see him, but I'd be fucking pissed. Like, his parents are just like, oh, hey, bullet, welcome back. Well, we see you later, like... I mean, especially his dad, anyway. Like, genuinely is pissed. Oh yeah, when they're chopping wood. Like, there's wood a scene. Yeah, there's a scene when they're when they're chopping wood, and um, Mendo complains that his brother, um, like, acts is blunt, and his dad's like, "No, you're just not fucking using it right." And you're like, maybe you used to know how to chop wood, but then you fucked off to the big city for three years. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I do have to say, Mendo's hair in this movie is amazing. It is top quality too. Mendo hair. Yes, there's a lot of singing in this movie. Not like a music, but just sort of what I, it's a nice touch because it's done in this really natural way when people just sort of like sing to themselves. 
when they're mm-hmm. like not having anything else to do. By the way, Mendo cannot sing. Okay, I think if we give him another chance, he can. He can't. Which I kind of like. I find it charming. And it's good that he has something that he's not particularly good at. Like, he's not, like, terrible. You're not, like, covering your ears or anything. He just can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. The, yeah, this movie was okay. I mean, like, it's it's not my favorite Mendo movie, but it's not, like, my least. I don't even think I have a least favorite Mendo movie. Oh, wait, yeah, it's the one where he uh, does things with the child. I don't like that. I mean, like, it was a good movie. It was a good movie, but it was not one that I'd want to rewatch. No, I can't rewatch a movie where he plays a child monster. Or any, I don't want to. There's no movie where the plot is about a like child monster where I'm like, I definitely want to watch that like every couple months. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's very good, and I'm glad I watched it, and I think it was like really well done. I'm never gonna. Yeah, it was a good. It was a very well done movie, but. Which Mendo movie do you think is the most re- most rewatchable at this point? I mean, honestly, in some ways, maybe this one because it's sort of the lightest. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Animal Kingdom, and that's one I've seen a couple times. But like, you have to be in the mood for Animal Kingdom because it is brutal. Oh yeah, I really liked the last one. I think the last one is rewatchable. Yeah, Land of Steady Habits. I can see watching that yeah. one again. But yeah. this one is more of a comedy, which I feel like this is one I could just sort of turn on and have on in the background. Time with the Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, but. So, we have a lot more Mendo movies to watch. Yes. Well, what are we going to do when there's no more Mendo movies? What are you talking about? We do one are a we month. Gonna... Well, He's I know, but... Enough... Emily, I foresee your future lasting forever. <laughs> no. But are we going to see the um, the Robin Hood movie? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go to... When, when that one's at theaters. Oh, okay. Man. And I... I'm not going to like it. I know I'm not going to like it. It is... I hate the trailer i hate everything about its aesthetic it's going to be dog shit but i'm still gonna go see it the thing that i think is the funniest is that like he just looks so regal and like not like like, this movie is supposed to be in like the you know like medieval times yeah but like mendo looks like he's in the future (laughs) yeah he's got this like shiny it's look it's a fucking awesome coat but it's it shouldn't be in this movie but that's sort of the aesthetic aesthetic they're going for which is this like we're not quite modernizing it, but we're doing it this, like, cool, like, modern look. And it's going to, I'm sure, going to have some terrible, like, slow-mo arrow shots. And it's going to do, like, the Matrix spin around 360 when you see arrows go into things. And when does that come out? Uh, like, April? I really? Say. I thought it was sooner. I thought it was going to be like November. Oh, maybe it is. It's one that got moved around a lot. Let me see. Oh, maybe it is November. Let me look. Oh, yeah. it's not, Yeah, it is November. Yeah, it's late November. November 20th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. April is April is Captain Marvel. 
Oh yeah, we get. I forgot the word, and my stomach just growled. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> nope. I'm always afraid that like, because like my air freshener just went off, and I'm like, I don't know if people heard that. And then like my chair likes to squeak sometimes. And then, because usually like we record 10 a.m. No, 11 a.m. my time and 2 p.m. At least. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I had just woken up. Sometimes. So, usually when I record, I haven't eaten yet. So, that's when my stomach's like, you know. So, I'm always afraid that my stomach might start yelling. And that's rude because stomach, we're podcasting. But, um, yeah. Overall, Mendo movie. That was good. Thank you again, Turbo, for the Mendo movie. Yeah. Oh, actually, and because... That his he has a voice note and because that it's about this I'm gonna play it now. Oh yeah! Wait, before he plays the email, he told me that something in this movie that Mendo did was like from Rogue One or something. Did he tell you that too? No. Or maybe he didn't. I totally don't remember it. Here, let me let me go back to the DMs. He said. Um, he said, I'm interested to see if you pick up on a vague Rogue One dialogue reference. I think he says something like, though, we were this close, but I'm not sure. I'm not um, sure. Maybe he, maybe he says it in the voicemail. So let's play that. Voicemail. All right. This is titled Mullet. It's beautiful. Hey, sorry if I ramble on a bit too much in this voicemail. I may have had one too many whiskeys on <laughs> Sunday night. All right. So Bless you, Turbo. Me. Give me a second while it loads. Hey there, Emily and Brittany. It's your boy Turbo here to talk about Mullet. <laughs> I hadn't seen Mullet for at least 10 years, but I rewatched the DVD a few weeks ago after I heard it was going to be the monthly Mendo movie. Um, this, this film feels like a snapshot of my youth, as it was filmed in the sleepy seaside town of Kayama, known as Kulawara in the film, about 90 minutes south of Sydney, where my grandparents had a whole holiday flat. I spent almost pretty much every second weekend there during the ages of about 5 to 15. Um, I learned to surf there and I bought most of my Star Wars Kenner figures from the only toy store in town. I think it was called Toy World. Um, I'm actually surprised this film was released in 2001. It feels more like the sort of late 80s, early 90s Australia. Probably because this sleepy town had yet to change into the rich, uh, gentrified style seaside suburb that it is now where people have investment properties instead of run-down holiday shacks seeing the the fishing co-op shop on the Kayama Harbour in the film I could I could truly smell that that stinking fish shop in my memory <laughs> and it made me think of a much simpler time so Mendo um, Mendo plays the, the black sheep of the family the middle child like me uh, who returns to his small hometown after disappearing for many years in, in the big smoke, Sydney. With no family contact for almost three years, he finds his older brother, Peter, is now married to his ex-girlfriend, Tully, played by Su- Susie Porter, who played Hermione Bagua in, as the waitress in, in Dex's diner in Attack of the Clones. Now, I'm not going to oh. go to review this whole movie, but I'm sure Emily and Brittany would might be much better at that and I'm sure they're really going to talk about Mendo's hair in this movie Um, yes I'll leave it up to them but I'm just going to share a few thoughts of what this movie means to me 
One of the scenes that I related to on rewatch, just a really beautiful scene, was one with Eddie's father, Cole. Eddie's parents live on a farm and Cole was proud of his outdoor flushing toilet. Whenever I visit my parents' house, still to this day, my dad always manages to show me how well his outdoor brick dunny flushes. <laughs> it must be it must be an Aussie dad thing and it makes me want to build an outdoor toilet at my place so I can pass the tradition on to my boys. Now, back to the scene where Cole shows Mendo how proud he is of his outdoor dunny. Mendo responds by patting his dad on the shoulder and saying, It's beautiful. Oh, oh that's what it was! The critic and the Death Star. So, the pub in the film was shot at Gerringong Hotel and in real life, owned by a famous rugby league player in the early 80s called Mick Cronin. It was that 80, 80s style cream brick, the cream brick pub. pub. This type of old school pub had two choices of beer in New South Wales. Reshes or Tuis, and it smelled of ashtrays and old blokes' body odor. I'd love to visit this pub again one day to check if the beer selection is still frozen in time as well. It's hard to get Reshes on tap in the city anymore. Um, Mendo meets up with Kay, who works behind the bar, and they end up sleeping together, but not in the way that you think. Um, just a few thoughts on Mendo's older brother, Peter, the local cop. He was your typical male from that era. Uh, too proud to show their feelings or vulnerabilities. Perhaps it was the life of the cop. They had to keep it all repressed. Reminded me a lot of my dad, who was also a cop for almost 20 years. He had the same, the same model cop car, the same era uniform, and the same emotions that kept bubbling under the surface. Luckily, my dad is a lot more open and honest in his old age, because probably because he likes to um, ignite the green. <laughs> Anyway, um, more useless Star Wars trivia. You can see Nash Edgerton, Obi-Wan's stunt double in the prequels, and brother of Joel Edgerton, Uncle Owen, playing in the Kyama Knights rugby league team. Um, what else? Got some notes here. Um, the scenes on Minamara River with Mendo in his shitty little, shitty little rowboat fishing for mullet made me think of the times my dad used to get me to check the mud crabs. The mud crab traps down at my parents' house by the river. Most of the time, we would use mullet heads for bait. We ended up catching eels. My memories of mullet were, were that it was the cheapest, nastiest, and stinkiest of all the fish. But I began to give it a second chance, just like I hope Eddie's family would give him a, a second chance. Mullet was pretty hard to find on DVD, but I, I emailed the distributors, and they, they said there were early plans for a Blu-ray release next year. The film was directed by David Caesar. I would also recommend checking out his previous film with Mendo called Idiot Box. It's a great film with a great soundtrack. After looking at IMDb, I can see that they worked on another film together called Prime Movers from 2009, which I had no idea about, but I'll be scouring eBay for this one. That's it for me. I hope you enjoyed a slice of the south coast of Sydney, and may that beautiful flushing toilet be with you. Thank beautiful. you so much, Turbo. That's really cool. Yeah. I love how, you know, movies can, you know, like, bring back, like, memories and everything. Like, I think that's really sweet. Yeah. When you when you see your own, like, hometown, 
and your own like upbringing and stuff it can be really cool yeah that's really sweet I now love that we did this movie now because it brought back many good memories for Turbo. Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks. And thanks for thanks for sending us the movie and for that voicemail. Yeah. And I knew it was, I had a feeling that it was that, the, the beautiful thing too. Cause I yeah, I just, exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't quite place when it happened. Yeah. But, but yeah, well, thank you, Turbo. It's really sweet. I love all of our friends that we've made through the, podcasts and everything yeah definitely nice but uh emily i i think we also have a top three this or no sorry a fuck mary kill this week yeah um we do um we had a couple people write ones in so if if we're not doing yours this week we'll get to it and thank you uh this was from uh brian bailey on twitter and it is fuck mary kill ben solo Poe Dameron or Alden's Han Solo? Ooh. You see, this is difficult because these are both, or these are all three attractive male species. But only one could be the true marriage material for this scenario. So, Emily, you go first. Oh, this was like super fucking easy for me. Uh, Ben Solo's dying because I'm not Fuck. gonna. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna marry Poe because he's Poe, and even though he can be um, stubborn and annoying, he's also Poe, and I love him. And then I would also get to hang out with BB-8, and also he's really beautiful. And so, mm-hmm. just sort of by default, I'm having sex with Alden's Han. I okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like y- I feel like young Han Solo is not good in bed. I feel like he's like, like, not like too loving, but like, it just it kind of those like he doesn't know what he's doing, but he th- he's very sure he's doing the right thing. Yes, because at this point, like when we see, like he wouldn't have had a ton of experience I would assume yeah he's like 20 and he had been like in the imperial navy whatever like stuck on a planet like blowing things up and also like still hung up on Kira Uh. I think he'd just be like yeah I feel like he'd be really cocky but not able to back it up really cocky and like really horny because like in in the imperial academy for like three years like yeah (laughs) anyway yeah i think han solo is bad in bed that's that's my takeaway for this yeah that's why i'm gonna kill him no wait no not because of that wow that makes me sound shallow i don't know just young han solo didn't tickle my pickle so he did that is a horrifying expression i apologize i'll take that out we, we, we'll, we'll take that out no, no i'm not i'm not taking that out i want everyone to hear that and be fucking disgusted wait you. you've you've never heard that the, t- like you've never heard that no before? Ew, you've never no. heard you've never heard that emily no you i would never remember heard that. i would remember if i had heard that is this like a 
Californian thing because, like, I hear tickle my pickle, like, all the time. Like, I say this a lot. Like, you know, that that really hasn't tickled my pickle. Like. (laughs) That makes me want to throw up. Oh, my God. I felt so bad. I thought I offended you at first. I was like, shit. But you've never heard that before. No, it's gross. Ugh. (laughs) Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. Just Young Han Solo didn't really tickle my pickle. Like, I just, I I didn't, I, I don't know. This is about the hair, too. Like, I think the hair was too poofy for me. And then, um, I'd fuck Ben Solo. And then I'd marry Poe. Because it's Poe. Charming man. Charming man. But, Oscar thank you, Brian. Oscar is so pretty. He's just he is, so pretty. Like, you know that in, in The Force Awakens when he does that, like, lip bite, and then, like, <sighs> he's like... <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about that when you are talking about him. Like, it's... Oh, God. What's gotta, he going to do gotta, in the next yeah. film? I got to rewatch Inside Lewin Davis, because not only is he, you know, being his gorgeous self, but also he's playing guitar and singing. Emily, I can't do that. I can't do that, Emily. I can't. I can't watch that. Why? Too much for me. Okay, I can't. It's it's tempered by the fact that that character is a huge asshole. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That that makes it better. That makes it better. Fucking oh, like always in his own way. Just oh self-pitying sad dude okay well that makes me feel better so maybe i'll watch it are you gonna see that star is born with lady gaga and bradley cooper i wasn't going to but now you are my sister and i my sister-in-law and i were talking and she said that she and my brother both really liked it and basically they are the only two people where if they tell me i need to see a movie i'll go see it because we have similar tastes and they know my taste pretty well. Ooh. So I, like, I they are the two people I trust when they tell me something is good. But I'm, I don't know. I know the reviews are amazing. I just, I see that trailer and I think I will hate that fucking movie. Do you like Lady Gaga? I have no opinion on Lady Gaga. Really? Nope. Like, like- zero opinion. She was, okay, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but, yeah, Lady Gaga has been big since, like, I got into, like, high school. Like, basically, like, my high school, like, favorite music artists were, like, Lady Gaga, like, Taylor Swift, like, you know, all those, like, pop artists, but Lady Gaga was always, like, the shit. Like, her first album was, like, my shit in, like, the eighth grade, and, like, everyone thought it was weird because... I liked her. But, yeah, man. I love her. She's cool. Did you like her Super Bowl performance? I don't think I watched it. Have you seen her VMA performance in, like, 2009? Like, that's, like, one of the best, like, live performances of, like... Not all time. I can't say that. I'm too young to say that. But it's pretty fucking good. But... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie either. I really want to. But I hear it's sad. Yeah. I don't think I want to see a sad movie. 
but she's great. But yeah, well, that, that was a good fuck Mary kill. A pickle tickling fuck Mary Ugh, kill. Oh god, I'm gonna. How have you it. never heard of that before? I don't know. I've never fucking heard it before. Anyway, <laughs> you can write us in fuck Mary kill suggestions or top three suggestions or anything Star Wars related you want to talk about. Send us an email, cantobitepod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at cantobitepod. You can find me on Twitter at EFLind. Brittany, where can people find you? On Twitter as cantobrit and Instagram as brittanythegenger. Cool. Um, let's see. We have shirts up uh, tpublic.com slash user slash EFLind. And if you are on iTunes, please rate and review us there because it helps out the show. Uh, anything else this week? No, I think that's it. Alrighty. Yeah, um, you know, just yet again, support Castle Toy Run. Check them out. They're doing good things. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto Bitch. Brittany, the Jange, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto Bitch number one.